Stats, powered by Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the very best brand new daily app, meshing Wall Street with Main Street with 161st Street. Download that bad boy for free. Use the code MMN, and they're going to match you up to 100 bucks. If it's free, it's for me. But we're not just going to talk it. We're going to do it. That 100 bucks is more than enough to get involved in the game. Welcome aboard, everybody. Make sure you like the channel, hit subscribe, all that good stuff. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only version of the pod as well. Welcome back to the thing that we do, me, you, and the Cork Stats crew every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the three pillars of profit in MLB. Doing jock market, that's your daily DFS, moving over to fantasy, something a little different every single day, and then finishing up with a read of the MLB betting board, getting paid every single day, and the green screens are starting to roll in. You know the MLB, MA algo, feeds on data the way plants feed on sunshine, and the more games we get, the more accurate we're going to be. We are really starting to print the those tickets. We had the Rowdy Telez home run in the daily section, and then we hit pretty much all of our games at the back end, minus those Orioles didn't get the team total done for us. So without any further ado, let's dive up into that very first pillar of daily play. Yesterday in jock market, I just did okay. Why do I have a big smile on my face if you just did okay? It's because it's one of the reasons, one of the many greater than signs over DFS in the bin for jock market. I was... Okay, at best, probably, half of my players absolutely stunk. What happens in DFS when half of your players absolutely stink? You get a zero, and you are a loser. That's an L7 on the forehead. However, in jock market, if you're okay half your players and bad half your players, you end up flat, which is awesome. And that's why I'm happy, because we were just okay yesterday, just okay. Orioles had a couple of base hits, but we didn't get the power in the runs we were looking for. But because they were cheap, they still returned to profit. And again, like I said, we ended up flat. This is a really good lesson that comes from trading. It also applies to betting and a lot of things out there in the rest of your real life. There are four possible outcomes in any risk venture. Makes sense. A big win, a little win, a little loss, and a big loss. If you manage to eliminate the last one, you will profit over the long run. And that's another reason why jock market is just so very great. It helps you eliminate the big losses. DFS is known for zero, 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 zeros. It's incredibly frustrating to even come up with the necessary bankroll here in jock market. We're giving you the 100 bucks. We're going to get you in the market and give you some of those names right. Now, the best way to do it is probably to identify handed splits. Again, it's early in the day. Lineups are not out. I don't want to just give you a single name, have that player not be in there. I want to give you some of the tools that will help you catch those fish on your own. So we're looking at the Oakland lefties. Yes, I know Oakland just let us down. Their offense, not very good after coming out of the box hot, but you got to look at the lefties on the A's against Jordan Lyles, something he struggled with as far as location, which has turned into power. So we're definitely looking for Seth Brown and to a lesser extent, Tony Kemp, so again, the daily thing is these are jock market plays for sure. Any name that we mention is a $4.50 player, probably no matter what. Brown in particular, not very popular, will probably be going off between 4 and $4.50. He is going to have the ability to be a top returning player at $25. So he's going to open up the pathway for you to hit a 500% return. If you do that on one player, the rest of the players can get you a goose egg and you could still be profitable on just one hit. You can't do that on any other platform. That's why this 
is the game to play because we're about making money. So Seth Brown for $4.50 or less. I also have Tony Kemp circled now. Granted, he's not a home run call, but I do think he's viable as a total base play, especially if it's half of a base. You could probably pay the juice to get with Kemp. So we're looking at Brown. We're looking at Kemp. We're going over to the Diamondbacks against Eric Fetty and the Nats. We want Christian Walker, Paven Smith, and my boy Seth Beer. I'm going to be rolling these guys out every single day because they're so cheap. Again, in DFS, when the entire world keys up on a free square, like they call it, it turns into 100% ownership and nobody profits off it. I mean, what is the point of that? It's kind of silly. In jock market, the free market determines the price. And if a player, let's say Seth Beer, that we like but should be cheap, becomes very expensive, let's put a real number on it again, I mean, never just leaving you out in the cold, Let's say $5. If Tony Kemp hits $5, you draw the line. I like to think of these things. Think of $3 as a poor player, $5 as a good player, $7 as a great player, and anything over $8, I ain't paying. I got really deep pockets and really short arms, and that's the way to stay paid. So stay up sharp in the jock market. You even get in early in the day and place these bids. If they hold, you get it. And if not, you let it go. No big deal. The market will present us more opportunities tomorrow. Let's head over to the Toronto and Red Sox game against I used to be my boy Nick Pavetta, but again, the long ball is an issue. The Toronto offense is awesome. Give me Vlad, give me Springer, and even give me Chapman. So a guy like Vlad is very hard for to get if you have an $8 ceiling, but sometimes he sneaks in there. So you could put a $7.50 bid on one Vlad share, if you get it, right, he'll have a chance to quadruple up, and if not, you let it go. Springer probably won't get to $7.50. He's probably more of a $5.50 player, so set the $5.50. If you get it, you get it, and if not, you let it go. These are the attitudes. Actually, this is the attitude that you need to have in open markets. That's why DFS is really kind of rudimentary, and I think a lot of that has been exposed now. It's not a plus EV venture. Jock Market is a plus EV venture. Download the app. Code is MMN. Get with me every single day. We're putting out picks on the show. I'm doing it throughout the day. Hit me up on Twitter, MLB Moving Averages. We are here for you. Last stack, we got the Minnesota righties against Daniel Lynch. Another pitcher that I've liked coming up, but, you know, this is not about whether I like you or not, or whether or not you think I have a successful career. We're looking at the small window just one game Daniel Lynch has really struggled with control those balls have ended up in the seat uh, the reason I like this one so much is Jorge Polanco one of my favorite you know value players coming in if he's under five bucks you're going to smash it the other players I like are really where I get excited because they're players that the public is not necessarily on we could get them at that four dollar mark or below which opens up a possibility for a 600 percent return but more importantly forget the upside I don't mean to be selling people on the dream realistically, what we're looking for is to pay $3.75 on these guys and have them triple, which is really a lot more realistic to end up in the top third, right? Having checked a lot of the boxes, being in a good split against a weak pitcher. So we're looking at Gio Urshela and Garlic. So that's not on the pizza, but in the lineup. Sorry about the dad jokes. I think it's part of this golf shirt I'm wearing. It's something that just kind of makes you want to tell bad jokes. So give me the Oakland lefties, Brown and Kemp. Arizona fly ball guys, Walker, Smith, and Beer. Toronto righties, Vlad, Springer, and Chapman. Twins, righties against Lynch, Polanco, Urshela, and Garlic. So that is the first pillar of profit. Those are the daily players we'll be looking for. The heavier hitters, you could look for odds at home run plays. The more contact guys, we're looking for total basis plays. 
if you are playing DraftKings or DFS, those are all players you want to get behind. I don't want to say no matter the cost, but when you have a good balance of expensive and cheap, you can kind of get them all. So I also, one thing I would say about those salary cap kind of driven things is I don't worry about what's left over. I have no problem leaving, you know, $1,500 in the salary cap. I really don't care about that. Again, I determine the prices, not them. I don't want to be told what to think. All right. Second pillar again, fantasy baseball. We want to be doing something a little bit different. There's so many very good shows out there. There's a lot of great podcasts, a lot of good video shows, you know, and I just forget the fact I don't, don't fit in many molds. I just refuse to. I always would rather try and innovate something and fail than try and repeat what someone else is doing. So, on Wednesdays, we've been trying to do an advanced statistical leaderboard, you know, stats that maybe aren't so readily available that we might find to be impactful. I want to focus on the hitter side this uh, week. We've seen a deadening, I don't want to say deadening of the ball. I'm not, I'm not trying to blame baseball, but a deadening of power, right? A lessening of power. That's an objective fact. We've seen a lot of barrels not have the impact that we'd like them to, balls of the crack of the bat. Again, these are anecdotal, but these are also professionals. We've seen reactions from hitters and outfielders alike thinking balls were gone and have them not be. Almost the opposite of the reaction we saw in 2019, pop-ups that outfielders thought they were parking underneath and the ball would just keep carrying and carrying and carrying and carrying until it was in the seats. So I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's the ball. I'm not looking to blame anybody. We just have to get to the bottom of this. So I wanted to bring up the advanced statistical leaderboard. I think the answer might be a bit beyond barrels. I know people love barrels as well as they should, if you're unfamiliar. A barrel is pretty much the ideal outcome off the bat, right? So when the ball meets the bat, the best outcome you could have as a barrel is a, you know, ideal combination of launch angle and exit velocity, right? So it's hit hard, it's well struck, but also at a good angle, you know, off the barrel of the bat is supposed to translate. However, what we've seen is with slight changes in the ball or with weather or whatever it may be contextually, we have seen barrels maybe not be as reliable as we want them to be. I never settle for these kind of things. So I reached out to um, Alex Chamberlain, really bright writer, FSWA, winner and all that great stuff. you got to follow him on Twitter. Really, really bright dude. He puts out his pitch leaderboard with I'm attached you know, to at the hip. And what he was saying is, and it makes sense, impacts of the ball impact the point of contact. So when we saw more spring in the ball, we were seeing it come off the bat faster. However, they also raised the seams, which meant it was flying off the bat faster, but when it was in the air, it wasn't carrying as much. So there are different variables here that we don't want to overreact to. But my point is, we have already seen barrels not tell the whole story, so that is my first inclination. That's where I want to go, and I want to share some of this with you. So here we go. Let's do some of these visuals. All right, I've got my four favorite advanced statistical power stats up. So I know you see barrels on the left. I'm going to talk you through it for the audio only, guys. I have the top 15 or so in barrels. Then blasts. Now, why blasts are important is, as we've seen barrels fail, blasts are the ideal subset of barrels. They're the barrel of barrels, or as I like to say where I come from, they're the Cadillac of barrels. So the barrel, re- barrel leaders so far, few guys that you might expect, Stanton and Judge, Jose Abreu, Joey Gallo, Pete Alonso, Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, that's not why I brought this up for you. It's the other names we want to focus on, and it's not to say because they've done this so far, 
you have to jump at them. But because of the sharpness of the market and the availability of information, people are hip to these things sooner and sooner. So you need to be aware of it sooner and sooner, at least to point you into a spot for deeper investigation. So the other names on this list, number one, Joe Adele. Number four, G-Man Choi. Number six, Eugenio Suarez. Number seven, Brandon Nemo. Also on the list, Brandon Crawford, Javier Baez, Mitch Haniger. Those are all guys you want to be looking for. Now, Baez maybe didn't belong on that list. Other guys are players you want to be trying to acquire. Again, not to break the bank, just kick the tires. G-Man Choi is on the strong side of his split. He's playing every single day against righties. He is mashing, and you might be able to get him on the waiver wire. I mean, this guy is doing things. Another name, Eugenio Suarez. We saw the rebound second half last year. Now he's putting up a 24% barrel rate. If you believe in continuation, that could be a guy, Brandon Nimmo, really forgotten in the Mets rotational shuffle, looking really good as well. Same to be said for Brandon Crawford. Keep an eye on those guys. Let's move over to Blast. few more of the same names, right? They do kind of describe the same thing, but there are a couple of New names on there that we wanted to highlight. At the top of the blast list, G. Manchoy, that Eugenio Suarez and Joe Adele. A little bit of validation there. Circle those players. Sean Murphy in the top six. You got a catcher in there. You know fantasy production is low from the backstops. You gotta go after Sean Murphy. He's gonna be hitting third or fourth in that lineup every single day. He might even be the DH on the day he's not catching. That offense is not very good. Patrick Wisdom on the list, maybe expected. Wilson Contreras, maybe expected. How about Christian Walker at the bottom of the list? Also kind of discarded in the shuffle in Arizona, playing every day. We know the power is there. Remember, this is a is it is descriptive, not predictive, but it's also a rate stat. So it's not just telling you that they deliver elite contact. It's how often they do. This is the best type of contact, the most frequent amount of time so everybody on this list is worth a look gotta circle christian walker who else did i skip i'm not really really taking l because i didn't think it was skill based i thought it was opportunity based gavin lux on this list as well add gavin lux it looks like the breakout these are what they look like right it's not a guarantee the breakouts here but this is what a breakout does look like excuse me just a second Okay, so that's the first half of my two stats, Barrel and Blast. Now we're going to get a little more creative as well. I'm looking at dynamic hard hit rate developed by Connor K before the Astros picked him up. And then X Wobacon. Okay, don't be intimidated by the name. It's expected Woba on contact. X Wobacon is purely a contact metric, and it's only when the ball is struck. So you could have the best X Wobacon in the league, but have a 60% K rate. So you see how contact metrics are good to know, but they are not a measure of frequency the same way that blast and barrels are rate stats telling you how often something happens so you can use x wobicon but it has to be used with a rate stat so there you go a little bit of context and nuance again the tools feathers in the cap tools in the tool bags to give you the ability to go forward dhh list kind of looks what you see a couple other names here i just want to look at the names that uh haven't popped up already. Usual suspects in Hanager, Arenado, Guerrero. So DHH is a combination of launch angle and exit velocity. Players we haven't seen. Adam Duval, Jake Berger, Jock Peterson, 
Brad Miller. Those are guys really doing damage. And guess what? Another two or three weeks of this, they're going to be the big ads when everybody is on them. So you definitely want to circle usage on those guys because they're doing damage. Now, last one, X Wobicon, G-Man Choi, the top of the list, the league leader, followed by Adele Peterson and Garrett Cooper. Keep an eye on Garrett Cooper, another guy forgotten in the shuffle, playing every day with power potential. This is how you find sleepers. Maybe people think he's boring. Garrett Cooper with a 900 expected Woba on contact. Then a lot of other names that we expect to see. A couple new ones here. Going to tip my hat on my my L feels like it's incoming on Tommy Edmond, who's on this list with a 774 expected Wobicon. Couple names here I didn't expect to see outside of Gavin Lux, Brandon Nimmo again, but Yadiel Hernandez. He does have some serious wallop in that stick. If he gets the contact together, there's not a ton of comp in Washington. He could be a player that we're looking at in uh, you know a month or so as he matures. If that process continue so there's your fantasy advanced stat leaderboard with you know a half a dozen names or so to circle that maybe the rest of the leagues are not on yet and that's what it's all about trying to stay sharp all right so we did the first pillar daily dfs jock market download the app the codes mmn we got you the fantasy leaderboard stats that you may not have access to certainly not stuff people are formatting and comparing in the way that i am because this means so much to me let's round third score the rock and hit the MLB betting board. Again, I am listening to you guys. Get up in the comments. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter. Tag Patty Mayo. He doesn't care. Tag him. Tell him how great of a job we're doing, how much fun we're having, how much money we're making. He loves to hear it, especially in the middle of the night. Where I'm getting at is, I had a bad habit of trying to do like a best bet. Then I would go look and realize it was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. People would listen to the show on the train on the way home and then realize that the bet was no good. And enough of that. This show won't be around very long, so let's try and keep it actionable. I really want to focus on, let's call it 6 p.m. or later. So everyone has a chance. They hit the show, digest, do their thing, and then, you know, make a responsible play. So let's dive into here. We've really been rolling lately, and I want to keep it going. Playing conservative, always using risk management at the center. I know my style seems very boring, but it's why I'm the man in the arena. Every single day I've bet I've been betting on baseball with the same account every day for five years. And I think that says it all. Most people I mean, it's, it's a shame, and it's not anybody I roll with, but people that I know are already tapped out for the season. They're 10 days in, they got ahead of themselves, they maybe even won a little bit, then you start, you just start doubling down, you just start smashing live bets and the like, because there's no regimented, strict, and stringent process like we have here. So, if you're not going to manage your risk, it's not going to matter what the picks are. The picks will never be good enough for long enough to supersede a bad process and i'm sorry but that's the case i know everybody wants to win every day i certainly want to win every bet but make no mistake i don't care if i do or not because i'm not risking enough to really move the needle and again that is at the center of success something that really means the world to us here at mayo media all right let's dive into the board right off the bat i'm probably going to step on the rake again with the Orioles. I like them again. Jordan Lyles looked pretty good. I know I pointed at the Oakland lefties, but I still think we're getting a low-scoring affair. Jeffries hasn't looked great. Baltimore was barreling it up yesterday. They just weren't getting it done. And without some really sick offense, they win that one. I think they... 
bounce back, get the win. They're the underdog, and you know I like the F5 half run. Oakland offense is not very good. Orioles have the distinct offensive edge, and if Lyles has the slider working, I think they're going to be able to rock a tie game through five. And hey, cash your ticket through five in a tie game. Who's better than us? Next up, Miami is at home against the Cardinals. Sandy Alcantara is a slight favorite to Miles Michaelis. I know the offenses here are probably lopsided in the favor of the Cardinals. You gotta go with Alcantara. I'm seeing minus 120. That is palatable juice for the distinct edge. Give me the F5 money lines. I don't have to worry about the bullpen. And if we're tied at the five, get my money back. No problem. Again, you see how I'm not like pushing. I don't force my will in the market. I try and come up with the best probabilistic scenario. Hit it. And hope it happens. And that's about the best that we can do. The Yankees are a bit juiced up. Though I do think they'll take care of Detroit. I'm looking at Otani and the Angels. This argument probably sounds a lot like Alcantara. We're going up against the Astros. Who? I mean, they just shut down yesterday. And yes, they're good. But Odorizzi is not Otani. Give me Otani as a slight favorite. See, minus 125, minus 130. Again, the Angels' bullpen actually has been very good last seven. But if you want to eliminate the bullpens, go ahead. This may not be the case to do so. I forget Ryan Presley's out for the Astros. And the Angels' bullpen is really rocking and rolling. We might want to give this one the nine innings to go. Give me the Angels for the outright win at minus 120. Same exact argument again. Carlos Rodon and the Giants going into New York. To face the Bassenham, they'll be barking. Rodone, minus 120. I think I like that one as well. The offenses are pretty much flat, but I think Rodone has the clear edge as long as he's healthy, though Bassett has looked really good. I'm just a little surprised by the odds here. Um, one more we got is Toronto and Boston. I know I said this yesterday. I was wrong, but I think we're going to get this one back on the comeback. It's over 9.5 at plus money. Jose Barrios and Nick Pavetta in Boston. I think the offenses come alive in this one. I think that'll do it for us today. We gave you it all. You got daily stacks. You got handedness hitters in case the lineups change. We got advanced statistical leaderboards. Get up on your fantasy sites. Fill in the watch list with the hitters that we mentioned. And a bunch of plays on the betting board. Very last thing, if you'd like a bit more. Some of the write-ups, the explanations, or as these things kind of mature throughout the day please 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 after you're done liking the channel subscribing to the channel rate reviewing and subscribing to the podcast and commenting on how awesome i am at this check me out on twitter mlb moving averages at mlb moving avg on the bluebird twitter machine because this really is coming hot and heavy every day we're putting out a starting pitching matrix i cap every single game with the mlb ma f5 algo i score every single game I don't just grade them, I write them up, I pick the bets, right, I actually place bets, give you the amounts, I lay out the strategy, then we do a pitching rankings for every night, for daily going on, plus jock market and home run calls, plus implied team totals, I mean all that, and if you hit me up, I'll send you the bag of chips, so that'll do it from the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple, thank you Patty Mayo, thank you everyone out there, allowing me to platform form to you know give you my unique combination of loud noises and baseball so from all the ladies and gentlemen at mayo medianet and cork stats remember download the jack market app the code is mmn 100 bucks are free if it's free it's for me but all kidding aside that 100 bucks is more than enough you will not have to use your own money whatsoever that 100 dollars is more than enough to do damage buy single shares of the players i mentioned and let the profit roll in slowly stick with the show every monday through friday hit me up and we'll get you to the finish line 
wow. I'll catch us on the flip side, everyone. Check it tomorrow. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, don't it? Damn right it does. Peace.